War never changes. Remember, no Russian. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? If I'm to choose between a greater and lesser evil, I'd rather not choose at all. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. Everyone I have cared for has either died or left me. Everyone fucking except for you. Hello, how's everyone tonight? Welcome to Let's Talk Video Games on its 12th episode with me as your host, Walter Nunez. We will start talking about yesterday's Ubisoft Forward, where we saw a lot of announcements. Also, we saw that we got a new surprised um, announcement that was Prince of Persia. However, that wasn't as great as we thought it would be. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Uh, but then we will going to talk about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which is a new announcement for uh, the Nintendo Switch. Last week we saw the Nintendo Direct, but this week we got this new game announced that is going to be a prequel of sorts to Breath of the Wild. Then we're going to be talking about Cyberpunk 2077 and its microtransactions or its lack of microtransactions. I have no clue why, but uh, the microtransactions on, on, on Cyberpunk 2077 have been a hot topic uh, lately. Nothing has changed, you know, from what has been announced some time ago, but maybe we need to remember a bit of that stuff. And at the end of the episode, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S announcement. Now, uh, after an unfortunate leak of the Series S, Xbox decided to finally announce the prices and release date for its new, its new uh, next-gen consoles. The announcement was well-received because the price was really, really attractive. So we also got a little bit more information, uh, not regarding exactly the, the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, uh, but you know, we're gonna, we're gonna add it to, to that part of the episode. And without further ado, let's start. And as I said, we will be starting with Ubisoft Forward. And after two months, we got a new, a new event that helps Ubisoft to tell the fans what's what's coming next, you know? This time, its first announcement was Immortals Phoenix Rising. This game was originally known as Gods and Monsters and will come to all current-gen and next-gen consoles. Also, it's going to be present on PC and Google Stadia on December 3rd, 2020. The game is honestly quite similar to Breath of the Wild, visually and mechanically. Immortals Phoenix Rising story is something like this. It's Phoenix, uh, a young warrior, must save the Greek gods from a titan called Typhon, I think. You are able to use several weapons interchangeably, so that's pretty nice, and you have special abilities. One of them, or at least the one I know of, is that you can use your falcon to stun enemies. You will be able to get some fancy armor and personalize it however you like, similar to how uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey armor personalization worked. Exploration is supposed to be the big thing on the game, 
and it will have a lot of areas to get resources and better weapons. After that announcement, we got one for the books, a remake for Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Prince of Persia is one of the most emblematic Ubisoft franchises. Lots of gamers got in love with video games in the first place because of those titles. Now, Ubisoft gives us a remake of a great game. However, not everything was so great, sadly. Honestly, the visual um, style or visually the game just looks terrible, you know? If you remember how Halo's uh, Infinite demo looked, imagine 10 times worse. It looks something like Assassin's Creed 2 um, characters. They are like plastified, the faces, and glossy. And I know, I know graphics are not everything. I've said that a lot of times. But I don't know, this graphic um, showcase is too low for Ubisoft standards. I, I don't know why it happened, honestly. This game is developed by Ubisoft Pune, which is one of the smallest offices Ubisoft has in terms of games that they, they've developed. Uh, I mean, it's not Ubisoft Montreal or anything. And I don't know if that was a great idea, you know, having this small office or this small, uh, I don't know how to even call it, this, you know, that office uh, being in charge of a game as important to Ubisoft history as Prince of Persia. Honestly, it, it looks so bad. Just look at the trailer. It's the official trailer and it looks terrible. You know, after, after that disappointment, we saw more of Watch Dogs Legion, which honestly was mostly useless information, things we've already seen. However, the only thing that was new was that we will be getting on the season pass a new standalone story with Aiden Pierce. If you recall, Aiden Pierce was the... Um, the uh, main character for Watch Dogs, the first game, which was a pretty pretty popular game, but wasn't as good as uh, Watch Dogs 2. So uh, we will be having a story regarding him, you know, uh, as a more grown character. And uh, at the end, almost, of uh, Ubisoft Forward, we saw a new MMO, or Massive Multiplayer Online which looks super cool, but I'm not sure how it will it will work exactly. The name is Riders Republic, and it's probably one of Ubisoft's boldest ideas. On the game, you will be able to do several extreme sports, and they are kind of inspired on Steep, the game where you, you know, do some crazy stunts on the snow. Overall, it seems like a great idea. You will be able to get new equipment and participate in style competitions. I love the idea of having this possibility of doing crazy stunts with my friends and competing for style points. Steep was a, was a really great game, and I think they really took what they learned from that game. They, they took Steep as kind of testing grounds for this uh, Riders Republic um, development. Lastly, we should talk about the return of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. This side-scrolling beat-up was a really loved game at the time, and now it will be coming in a complete edition with both DLCs 
as a game that you will be able to play on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. And that's pretty much what we saw on on, on the Ubisoft Forward event. And let me tell you what I th thought about it, what I think about it. Ubisoft is really focused on selling watchdogs because the first one was, you know, this hype train on watchdogs is going to be the next big thing. You can hack everything. It was so cool, at least on the trailers. And when everybody bought it, the game wasn't bad, but it was it was an average game. So a lot of the popularity of it just disappeared. Now, they released Watch Dogs 2, which honestly was a way better game than the first one, but it wasn't as popular. Now that they learn of what they've done uh, wrong on Watch Dogs 1 and Watch Dogs 2, they're trying to create these big, um, I'll say, ultimate Watch Dogs. The problem is, not a lot of people are interested in it, so they are really focused on trying to sell the idea of getting these watchdogs because is the is finally the next big thing. I guess we will see if if it's going to work that way, but who knows. And also, I think they are focusing a lot on I'll say reviving uh, other franchises that were kind of dead, like Scott Pilgrim and the horrible-looking Prince of Persia. And regarding the Prince of Persia, I am not sure if uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft has learned its lesson, you know? Because remember what, what happened with Assassin's Creed Unity when they took the fan base for granted and delivered a fucking horrible game with lots of bugs, with this uh, bullshit mechanic that you had to use your, your phone with a special app to open chests on the single-player campaign? They eventually killed that mechanic, but... At the time it was released, it had that, and that specifically was uh, one of the reasons I stopped playing the game until, I think, probably like five months ago, I played or started playing again Assassin's Creed Unity. I haven't finished it, and it's the it's an old game, kind of. So um, they messed that up, and I don't really want to think that they are doing the same things again. I think... Um, or at least I hope they are not taking again the fan base for granted because if they are, history is bound to repeat itself again. Now, uh, huh, whew, that was sad. Let's move on to less um, depressing topics and let's talk about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. As I said uh, at the beginning, we got last week the Nintendo Direct where we saw lots of new game announcements. However, that Nintendo Direct was focused on the 35th anniversary of Mario Bros. Now, this week, we got this new announcement, obviously not related to Mario. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity will be arriving to the Nintendo Switch on November 20. This new title is a prequel to the award winner Breath of the Wild. And that is a game changer, because usually, Hyrule Warriors games are not canon. What I mean by that is that they exist on a different dimension to the main Zelda games. This time, however, Age of Calamity serves as a prequel to the main game. Set a hundred years prior to Breath of the Wild, we are seeing the world destroyed Hyrule. 
If you remember, in Breath of the Wild, Ling has been asleep healing for a long time after suffering, you know, from um, damaging uh, attacks. You will be able to play on, on Age of Calamity as Link, Princess Zelda, and the four champions, Urbosa, Daruk, Mifa, and Rivali. The game is obviously focused a lot on action and not, not that much on adventure. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be played as a usual Zelda game. As I said, it's more action than adventure, so you will have to smash a lot of buttons as you play. It's pretty much a hack and slash. Now, uh, that being said, we do need to talk about the Amiibos, because Nintendo stopped a while ago producing the Amiibos for the four champions of Breath of the Wild, and they have become kind of rare and, and expensive. However, now that Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is coming, so is a new batch of Amiibos for those champions. They will not be new Amiibos, they're just gonna be a re-release of the old Breath of the Wild ones. And, and that's pretty much all we know from the game. Apparently we will see a 15-minute uh, live gameplay on the Tokyo Game Show 2020 on September 26th. So, um, I guess we'll have to wait uh, to see that and understand a little bit better how how the story of Breath of the Wild is going to connect with it and how they're going to work with the hack and slash mechanic. Uh, if you are interested, though, in Breath of the Wild 2, you know, the proper Zelda game, I am really sad to tell you that Nintendo said something about it and it's that the release of that game or that game is just nowhere close. So Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, will have to suffice for now. Cyberpunk 2077 is really close. It's closer, closer than ever. And that means a lot of speculation on, you know, stories, mechanics, and apparently now microtransactions. First of all, I, I want to say that everything that I will explain now has already been said a long time ago. It was only because people started to freak out that CD Projekt Red had to address this topic once more. So, the problem is that people said that Cyberpunk 2077 will have microtransactions, which is a lie. See, the game is a standalone, fully single-player experience. That means that it does not need anything extra from anywhere, which means no microtransactions, zero. Forget about buying a cool outfit for real money for your character in the single-player game. It's not gonna happen. However, I understand where the confusion is coming from. Cyberpunk 2077 will be divided in two, the single-player campaign and the multiplayer. The single-player campaign is the one, you know, where, where the story is gonna unfold. Everything we've been seeing of Cyberpunk, everything, absolutely everything, is of the single-player campaign. That means that we have seen nothing from the multiplayer. But there's gonna be a multiplayer. CD Projekt Red said that the multiplayer will be huge, so it won't be launched at the same time as the main game. It will probably be released on mid-2021. They said that there are gonna be microtransactions on the multiplayer, but they are not gonna be aggressive probably meaning that they will be only for cosmetics. Now I have 
I have an idea of what the multiplayer will probably be. I imagine that the multiplayer for Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be similar to GTA Online. What I mean by that is that it will be like kind of open world with missions through Night City and the Badlands. However, as I said, we have literally no info on that, so we just we just gotta wait. And coming back to the microtransactions topics, I really don't see anything wrong with what City Project Red is doing. Your $60 will get you the full single-player experience, with no secret or hidden payments to be done. The multiplayer will have microtransactions that are not mandatory, and they will, you know, help to keep the game going on, on the basis of game as a service. They had to pay for service constantly, for instance, so a one-time payment does not work for a continuously changing experience. That's what um, multiplayers usually are. And we finally got to today's hot topic, Xbox. And while the main announcement was uh, the price and release date for the Series X and Series S, we also got some other Xbox-related news that are pretty exciting. Let's start with the next generation of consoles from Microsoft. With a release date set for November 10th and a price of $499 or $500, you will be able to get the Xbox Series X. However, as I said in previous episodes, we knew the Series S was going to appear. And that it did. The Series S is a less powerful next-gen console with the same release date but a $300 price tag. And the whole announcement was exciting. Honestly, I was sure the price was going to be way higher. I mean, the Xbox One X is almost $500. Having a next-gen uh, console with ray tracing, native 4K, 120 frames per second, 1 terabyte of storage, and 16 gigabytes of RAM is impressive for $500. Now, while I really like, uh, I really like the Series X, but I believe the Series S is the star of the announcement. With a $200 discount to its counterpart, the Series S provides ray tracing, scaled 4K, with native uh, 1440 pixels, 120 frames per second, 500 gigabytes of storage, and 7.5 gigabytes of RAM, it also has the same CPU as the Series X. Again, all of that for $300. It is what people would call a no-brainer price tag. The average gamer will, without a doubt, go for the Series S just for the ridiculously low price. It doesn't matter if the PlayStation 5 is more powerful, which it is, because I can play just as fine on a Series S most of the same games. I mean, yeah, exclusives are important, but a lot of people don't care a lot about them. So, after Microsoft, you know, dropped this bomb on all of us, and after we got a few moments to come to our senses, a new question was released for uh, from the people. What will the price tag for the PlayStation 5 will be? And for that we have no answer yet, sadly. Sony has been strangely silent. There is one mystery uh, Sony event for next week on PAX Online, and that's an excellent opportunity to show the new console's price and release date. But whether it's gonna be released or announced on that event, that's 
that's still uncertain. I personally think that the prices from Microsoft took PlayStation by surprise. There have been a lot of rumors that had the price of the PlayStation 5 around $600, which, are, which is, you know, a hundred more than the Series X. I believe Sony is really, really trying to crunch the numbers to get the price of the PlayStation 5 as low as possible in order to have a more equal competition on the next-gen market. However, that is still to be seen. If we go back again to, you know, to the Xbox topic, uh, we also have some news about um, some games because even with Halo uh, Infinite's delayed, until next year, we still have some interesting titles that are going to be released along the Xbox Series X. We got Gears Tactics, which is a turn-based strategy game, you know, where you recruit and command a squad to kill locusts. We have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which will run on 60 frames per second, confirmed by Ubisoft. Uh, we got Watch Dogs Legion, Tetris Effect Connected, and Dirt 5. And all in all, a pretty nice lineup, especially if you take into account that a few weeks after this, you will be able to play Cyberpunk 2077, and you also have the backward compatibility, so you can continue playing with uh, the games you have on your Xbox One. Now, if you are interested in buying the newest console of Microsoft, but lack the money right now, Microsoft also created Xbox All Access. This financing plan is of $25 a month for two years, and you will be getting an Xbox Series X and Game Pass for those two years. However, this is not available in all countries. As of now, only the US, the United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, South Korea, and Poland will be able to use this service. Next year, though, the service is set to be released on other countries not yet announced. Now, as I said, not everything is uh, Xbox Series X related. Microsoft also announced that uh, EA Play will be merging into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for free. That means that the catalog from EA Play will be available for the same price to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate users. Games like FIFA 20, Anthem, Battlefield 5, and UFC 3 will now be added to the huge Game Pass library. FIFA 21, for instance, will eventually get to EA Play too, but probably on the first quarter of 2021. I'm impressed once more with this move. EA, whether we like it or not, is a big company with some good selling games. Having the opportunity to play a lot of their games for no extra cost is a great marketing campaign. I'm sure the amount of subscriptions to Game Pass Ultimate will rise after this announcement. And with that, we will be done for today's episode. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Remember to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram as Let's Talk VG and on Facebook as Let's Talk VG FB. You know, FBS on Facebook. Next week, we will talk about what we see on the third Night City Wire, where we will be getting, you know, new information regarding Cyberpunk's 2077 gangs and a bit of the soundtrack. We're so close to release that I can almost taste it. But anyway, until then, stay safe. Cheers.